Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Digital Grocer, the Mercatus podcast. I'm your host, Sylvain Perrier, President and CEO of Mercatus Technologies. This is episode 24, I think. It's yes. the beginning of season three. First show of season three, that's and, right. And you're hearing him right now talking. It's uh, my co-host, Mark Fairhurst, our uh, Senior Director of Marketing. And we are live. Yes, we are. Uh, as live as we can be considering this as a podcast. At NRF 2020 in New York City. Just opened, 10 a.m. It just Sunday. It, the show just opened yeah. and it's Sunday. And I got to tell you, the weather is just phenomenal in New York. <laughs> it's, it's like summer for a Canadian. It's, it's unbelievable. Well, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I was walking around in shorts Yeah, yeah. yesterday. I wasn't. But I, mean, I, I would have been Canadian because it is tropical. Yeah. I think got up to 18 degrees Celsius. What is that, Fahrenheit? Uh, well, you double it and add 30. Okay. 56, 60. Something like that. Okay. 65. Yeah, it's not bad, right? <laughs> you know, the metric system is the devil's tool. It is. It is. And we've been uh, we've been bewitched for the last we've been generation and a half. Well, that's nothing new for Canadians, <laughs> is it? <laughs> so, Mark, what do you think we're going to see uh, at NRF? I think we're going to see a lot of people, yep. a lot of crowds, um, a lot of innovative technology. I think we're going to get a lot of news coming out of this show. I think last year it was all AI. I think this year it should be about AI in action. Right. And that's definitely what we're messaging right. at the show. Right. We're demoing our personalization uh, solution, IL-1. And we just made a huge announcement not long ago. Yes, yes. Just this past week, so Brookshire's Grocery and Weiss Markets, our first client to fully implement IL-1. Right. Across mobile and across web. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's fantastic news. I'm more excited for our retail partners right. because of the benefit it's going to bring to their shoppers and the shoppers' experience. Yeah. You know, just before the show opened, I did a quick run around downstairs where we are, and I went upstairs, and I, I'm not seeing any clear theme emerge mm -hmm. yet out of NRF. I'm not sure if we're going to see a rehashing. I think you're right about AI. Right. Um, NRF has always been predominantly about POS and hardware yeah. for, for some yeah. reason. I think this is still the dominant show in the space. Um, yeah, that would be true. And I, and I yeah. think we'll see the themes, you know, those core themes emerge in the next little while. But I think the one thing that we're seeing in the space, and you and I talk about this at great length, is I think there's a generation of retailers now that are fundamentally awake. Mm -hmm. Woke, hashtag woke, mm -hmm. I guess. That, are, that know that what they're working on, know the space that they should be in, and are actually thinking very strategically, if that makes sense. I think they understand the value that AI brings, yep. or the promise of AI. Now it's really about, show me the proof. You exactly. Know? Now, we're not the experts at this. I mean, we always talk about this. I mean, that's why we do this podcast. It's about bringing really smart people to the show that can actually talk to our audience and be able to kind of share with them their wisdom. So we have two people that are experts in this space. So joining us today in our booth is Phil Lempert. He's a visionary extraordinaire. I would equate him to the Oracle of Omaha, but he doesn't live mm -hmm. in Omaha. So. And so for the listeners who don't know Phil, you know, he's a television and radio news reporter, newspaper columnist. He's an author, consumerologist, and a food marketing expert. And he is by far one of America's leading analysts in what's happening in this space, and specifically not just with trends, but what's really shaping uh, the industry. 
Phil, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. And joining us also is Marcus Srimp, co-founder and co-CEO of Spoon Guru, straight from the UK. I suspect he just recently recently landed. <laughs> and if you guys don't know Spoon Guru, it's, it's really amazing tech. And, you know, it's a world-leading end-to-end AI solution to help people find the right foods for their individual health and wellness needs. And I, I you know, Marcus has been on the show before. and so he, he was one of our first live, I pod- guess, live podcasts. Outside of our studio. Exactly, yeah. He was so passionate about it and he, you know, Spoon Guru and he told us the story of how it was just basically an idea that came over from over the fence with his neighbor. That's right. I remember the great stories. Marcus, welcome to the show. Good morning. So, Marcus, can you refresh our listeners about the story of Spoon Guru and what you guys, and I know you guys, I think, work with Tesco in the UK. Well, thanks for the invitation. It's great to meet you again. We, our mission is to take the hassle out of finding the right food and we use AI to help retailers provide highly personalized and relevant and accurate shopping experiences based on shoppers' individual dietary requirements. That's a problem we set out to solve. We know people have specific dietary needs or health objectives. We also know there's a fantastic wealth of products out there. What seems to be missing is the bit in between. People can't find what it is they're looking for. And that's what we're solving through the application of AI. And we've developed a health and wellness platform, which is being licensed by retailers around the world, including Tesco and Woolworths in Australia. Amazing. That's amazing. Now, Phil, 2019, crazy year for retail. Well, I think 2019 not only was a crazy year for retail, but a crazy year for consumers. And when I really take a look at what 2020 is going to bring us, to your point, you know, I don't think that retailers have actually woken up. I think that retailers have actually died. And now what they've done is they have a new rebirth of a new retailer who really is focused on the consumer versus if you take a look, you know, whoever thought that Barney's would go out of business, right? Well, you know, it's because Barney's buyers were saying, okay, we're going to curate the best fashion for our customers. We're just going to put it out there. We're going to display it nicely and people are going to buy it. Well, that's not today's world. Amazon and Jeff Bezos has taught us that. So I think what we're seeing, especially in grocery, this space that Spoon Guru and Mercatus plays in, is consumers no longer just want to walk in a store and see 40,000 products. They want to see 15,000 products that are curated for them, Mm -hmm. whether it's online, back to Marcus's point, finding the products that work for you. Right. So I really think that 2020 is going to build on what we learned in 2019, having AI, robotics, and so on. And finally, we're going to see these put with the consumer Mm -hmm. so that there's going to be a consumer advantage. Any sense from the both of you what you think may materialize as a key trend here at NRM? I unfortunately think that there's too much attention being given to robotics. And what I'm seeing and I'm hearing is everybody's focused on, you know, these robotics that can pick products and deliver them to your car. Walmart announced their test last week. You know, 15 seconds, you know, a robot can go in the back room, pull it out, and so on. That's not what a consumer wants. Yes, we've got higher labor costs than ever before. Yes, we want to be able to deliver in 30 minutes, but it's not about robotics. That's a tool. What we really need to do is focus on the consumer. And that's what I'm looking for, to see what are those consumer-aided offerings that can really change the life of a consumer versus the back room. Right. And Marcus, from your perspective, I mean, you're coming in from Europe, you know, different mindset. What do you think is going to emerge as a trend potentially out of NRF? 
So, I mean, you've alluded to the fact that personalization has been talked about for years now, but I really think it's becoming a broad use case now. And we're, we're seeing personalization, curation, entering areas like CRM, loyalty programs, recommendation engines, where people expect a highly tailored experience. You know, we see this already with the likes of YouTube and Spotify, right. Netflix. Why don't we get that within retail? You know, why right. I happen to be a vegan, why do I still see a Christmas turkey exactly. know, every time before yep. Christmas? This is yep. such a yep. waste of real estate, of marketing real estate, and it's a very frustrating experience. And I think we're seeing more and more retailers now showcasing how they're using personalization in real-world examples. Yeah, I think both of you say something really interesting because, you know, to your point about robotics and picking technology, you know, we were recently with a Canadian retailer and they're asking about robotics. And my comment to them was, you can actually go out and implement them, but where's the infrastructure locally to support the technology? If something breaks down, who's going to be trained? I think there's the whole effect of the shiny new thing and you lose that sense. And at the same time, I think that grocery retailers, and to your point, Marcus, is that other technologies like Netflix, like Spotify, have fundamentally put the consumer at the center of the experience. And that's not always the case when it comes to grocery retail or retail in general, because it depends who's at the table. So if you have a team that's heavily set on operations, then the conversations are entirely different. Now. Marcus, what's happening in Europe in terms of digital commerce? Because this show attracts a lot of people from around the world. We know that historically the U.S. would look to Europe mm. for the trend settings in terms of e-commerce. Has that changed with your experience? Are the Europeans replatforming at this point? What's going on? There's a lot of replatforming taking place. The U.K., I think, lead the way when it comes to e-commerce by still only about just 10% when it comes to the overall revenue pie. It's growing, it's growing exponentially, but it's still, the bulk of the revenue is still generated in, f in physical store environments. And we mm -hmm. see a lot of innovation now entering omni-channel applications and also in-store. We're also seeing a, a huge drive towards click and collect. So the, the convenience of online ordering, but still going into a physical store environment to pick up and buy more products is, is a huge trend. And yeah, you're absolutely right. Most retailers we work with and we speak to are in the process of replatforming, mm -hmm. re-engineering in order to get ready for the future, you know, to embrace all those big technologies we've been talking about, AI, robotics, IoT, big data. Yeah, it's interesting. The Europeans went straight into delivery. Mm -hmm. What? A little bit contrary to a certain extent what we did in the US. We had a haphazard step of doing click and collect first. Mm. Then the pendulum swung to delivery. Now we're not hearing anything new from Instacart or any of the delivery networks that are out there. And our conversations in both in Canada as well as in, in the US, there seems to be this resurgence towards click and collect. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a reason for that. Let's not forget whether it's Instacart or any of the others, they're not making money. Right. At some point in time, to have a business, you've got to make money. Right. So the reality is that for a retailer, you have to have click and collect in order to deliver that service to people or charge the consumer. And the consumer's not going to pay for delivery. You know, Jeff Bezos taught us we don't have to pay for delivery. Yeah. So that's part of the issue. And, yeah. and I agree with you. And also, frankly, in today's environment, people are, are fearful of having strangers come into their homes. Yeah. So they don't want to have somebody that they don't know. That's one of the reasons that Shipt has done so well. Yeah. And Target paid a half a billion dollars Absolutely. for, for Shipt. Is they want you to know your shopper. Right. You get the same shopper all the time 
time if possible. So you start to build a relationship. And I think that's one of the reasons. And we're, we've been waiting with bated breath for Instacart to do their public offering, and they haven't. But I think once we start to see the documentation and we see how much money they're really losing, yes. a lot of people are really going to wake up a lot of retailers. And also back to robotics for a second, you know, here in the US, we are very, very much copycats. So Kroger buys, you know, into Ocado and, and they do everything. So every retailer says, oh, we need robotics. Kroger's doing it. And back to Marcus's point where, you know, the we copy what's gone on in the EU and in particular at the UK. Same thing when it comes to health and wellness. Let's remember, you know, the standards for organics, the standards for fair trade and so on, you know, we're in Europe before here. Their consumer base is much more advanced as it relates to health and wellness. So now what we're starting to see is the U.S. retailer following suit of what's going on, whether it's in Australia with Woolworths or the U.K. with Tesco, and they're finally waking up. We are not in the U.S. In my opinion, in retail, we're not innovators, we're copycats. Right. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Would you guys, and I got to ask this question because we just spoke at at Barclays not long ago and the CEO of Walmart went up and he's been shadowing the employees that do delivery, but delivery into the house where the Walmart employee goes in or the delivery partner, whoever it might be. Would you guys allow a third party to come in? Absolutely not. I don't care if they're wearing a camera or not. I mean, that for me is one step beyond. In fact, when it was first announced, Mm -hmm. you know, I had written about how silly it was. And I think that we've got to understand, especially when it comes to public companies in the U.S., a lot of times they will do things in order to get great publicity or impress Wall Street with what they're doing, um, that they are being innovative, that they are experimenting versus having things that have legs to them. So I think it's more PR than it is strategic. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at Jeff Bezos on 60 Minutes, what was it, three years ago, Mm -hmm. showing the drone delivery. I mean, (laughs) yeah, we're we're still not there, but it gave him a nice boost. If we look at what's going on with Elon Musk, you know, with Tesla, and, you know, the whole idea of having the Tesla truck that somebody can throw a brick against and it actually breaks the window. (laughs) And now Tesla is the most valued car company in the world ever. I mean, yeah, PR plays a big role in this. Yeah, Yeah. it's like at CES where Uber announced a partnership with Hyundai and where they're going to have these flying cars, planes. I mean, the FAA is in so much deep trouble right now just with the Boeing scandal. (laughs) I mean, how is this going to get approved? But suddenly, you know, Uber is like the darling. That's really not making money. And also, let's take a look that Uber just announced yesterday that they're pulling out of Colombia and other countries around the country. So let's deflect. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about our flying uh, high-end car while we're closing operations in, you know, a number of countries. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Phil, you're speaking at this year's NRF. Yes. What topic are you talking about? Well, it'll actually be Seth Goldman and myself. Seth is the chairman of Beyond Meat. And we're going to be talking about the plant-based alternatives and what the future is. And I know Seth, you know, he founded Honest Tea, uh, sold it to Coca-Cola for a gazillion dollars. Good for him. Great product. Mm -hmm. And now he's with Beyond Meat and trying to lead them in a similar direction. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be debating, if you would, the future of plant-based alternatives. Wow. That's great. And 
Marcus, what's next for Spoon Guru? You guys are doing some amazing stuff. Where are you guys taking this? We are launching um, five new products here at NRF as part of our oh, wow. wider health and wellness suite, um, which are all com complementary and modular. Mm -hmm. And we are hoping to be able to change the paradigm away from search into real discovery, okay. really understanding what people's propensity is yeah. for specific foods. And um, we are getting very serious about health now. You know, we know most, again, you asked about trends in Europe, 70% of Europeans now actively try to lead healthier lifestyles. Mm -hmm. At the same time, they admit that 76% of them admit that finding healthy foods is difficult. And that's just crazy. Why is it so difficult? So we're really exciting about show, showcasing how technology can solve that specific use case. And, uh, you know, we've got a bunch of meetings lined up with retailers around the world. And hopefully, you know, we will be able to announce a few more partnerships in the, in the near future. That's amazing. So, Marcus, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. How can people get a hold of you? So our website, spoon.guru, and we're going to be here for the next few days on your stand. And Mark, that's booth 1418? 1418, level 1, one. door 1C. One door 1C. Yep. Phil, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. And how do people get a hold of you? Uh, supermarketguru.com or phil at supermarketguru.com. Excellent. Or just call Sly and you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we'll talk. We'll yeah. talk. Yeah, you guys, he's got the red phone on his desk. Exactly. That's your red connection. Phone. Exactly. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to our show and keep an eye on for our next episode. I think we've got a bunch more we're going to be recording here. That's right. I think we've got about another six episodes we're going to record. I think so. And this one's going to get cranked out there pretty quick. Pretty quick. Yep. And Mark, how do people get a hold of us? Mercatus.com and all the channels that listed at the bottom of our website. Thanks, guys. Thanks.